Hi, everybody. I'm Marv Albert. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Xavier McDaniel, the Seattle Supersonics. Hey, I'm John Spider Sally, the Detroit Pistons. Hey, this is Rick Mahorn. I'm a bad boy for life. Now, if you're not on the Pick and Roll podcast, I'm going to come out there looking for you because you know what? Bad boys like to be listened to on the podcast. Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. But I'm not picking. I ain't even rolling. That just tremendous upside with this young man. On a balmy autumnal evening in the Steel City, we're back for uh, another season of professional basketball. Uh, Gavin, uh, hello. How are you? I'm back on League Minimum Veteran contract <laughs> this year. Uh, back like you, Dennis Haslam. <laughs> like I'm like you, Dennis Haslam. <laughs> just here for the culture. <laughs> glue guy, glue guy. Glue guy. Um, just like a real, real locker room presence. Exactly, yeah. And uh, who better to join us uh, from all the way across the Atlantic in the mudland in big America um, from Swish FM, our uh, NBA insiders, if you will. Um <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Wendelkin, and Ben Crow. Gentlemen, how are you? Guys, it's an absolute pleasure. We're here with a ton of intel. As, as you mentioned, we are, Ben and I are NBA insiders. We've been on the phone all day with league execs, agents. Uh, just, you know, the chatter is nonstop. So uh, hope, hopefully we can break a little news with you on the pod here today. Exciting yeah. times, a lot going on over there, obviously. We. We normally don't. Uh, we we normally don't share our, our insider information. You know, we don't just sure. give it away for free. Um, we are, of course, very transactional in nature, Chris and I, uh, as as human beings. But uh, but you know what? For you guys, uh, we're we're willing to uh, to to come on and, and provide some expertise at uh, no expense. So yep. yeah, happy happy to be here. Thank yeah. you for having us. I can Xerox you some MF Doom posters and have them in the mail um, <laughs> in no time. So yeah. don't worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, this is like, I feel like every time we see you guys, there's like new amazing stuff on the background. I see an AI slam uh, slam cover. Is that right? Yeah. It is, yes. It is. Uh, original photo from uh, the guy who did the uh, the cover back in the day, I believe. So, um, oh. And the guy's name escapes me off the top of my head, but... Um, and What's that little film strip of? Is that a uh, like a Jordan slam dunk contest dunk or something? Yeah, I believe it's an old Nike advert, uh, Jordan thingy. Awesome. Yeah, just oh numerous nonsense. Collected it's amazing how your over your the years on my travels wall decoration collection actually rivals your NBA tape collection. <laughs> Mind-boggling. Yeah, oh, it's, it's the it's the Marv and the Chocolate Thunder that make it off screen. Yeah, it's a very. Hey, where's the chocolate thunder? I didn't. I, didn't, I can't see that. Are we looking? I can't see. Oh. Oh my god! Is that that's a Costacos brother, or is that a, just a Nike? Nike, old Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Old, the boy Daryl there. So. Uh, yes, uh, we digress. Um, Be still my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have questions. Lots of questions. Thirty actually for All the right. three of you. Um, okay. On the upcoming season. Um, yeah. It's a convenient number of it. It is, yeah. Um, starting with the Atlanta Hawks, who uh, seemingly came out of nowhere last year uh, in the playoffs yeah. um, after me and Gavin kind of had our question marks over where they were heading until uh, Nate McMillan arrived and then uh, rose like a rocket uh, almost into the playoffs. And uh, we were never big Trey Young fans, were we? But um, he certainly... Um, I'm still not a big Trey Young fan, but I fucking yeah. love that he like leaned into being a heel. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. The league needs more, needs more heels. It yeah, does very he much really so. embraced his, like, inner Reggie Miller. You know what I mean? Like, it was so fitting that they were playing the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Everyone was counting them out, you know, compared to New York. Atlanta's the smaller of the two markets. And I fucking, I mean, huge Knicks fan, obviously. But, like, I love that Trey Young just, like, embraced, like, his inner, like, heel and just stuck it to the fans at MSG on the home court. It's so good. It's so good for the NBA, for, like, the Knicks to have, like, someone that they actually hate. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. My question to you, Chris: At what age do you think he's uh, going to start shaving the hair? There, there's, there's a, a thinning, <laughs> oh, okay. sort of wiry oh. thing going on there. I mean, twenty-five, yeah. thirty, or never? Do you think he's just going to embrace that forever and ride with that sort of cut? Twenty-five, thirty, or never? Yeah. Um. So he's pre- fam. What do you think? He's like twenty-one now. Twenty-two. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. Yeah. I twenty-two. Make, I think. Make clear. Are we? Is this? Is this an official quiz question here? Or are we? Are we bantering? Is this a a, a pre? Points uh, can be scored for Chris here, so uh, yeah, I need an official okay, answer. Okay. I just want to. I do intend to win. Um, I, uh, I love taking tests. I'm, uh, I'm, I miss being in being in school, being in university, as you guys call it. So this is very. Uh, There's very no right or wrong answer here. It's just you know. Well, there will be. Yeah. Points will be. Well, there will be at some point. Thirty or never. I'm gonna go with he's never gonna shave it. No. I think Trey Young is just one of these guys. It's like I'm doing me. I'm this guy that's gonna have this thinning patch of hair. And people are going to make fun of me. People are going to call me a little baby. And I don't care. I'm just going to own it. And I'm going to destroy. Like, I'm just going to rule the NBA. I'm going to rule the Eastern Conference. I think he's going to be, like I said, Reggie Miller. I think he's going to be the thorn in the Knicks side for the next, like, five to seven years. He he makes no sense. Like, kind of like Steph Curry, you know, like when, when you saw this, like, scrawny little guy. It's like, oh, you know, this, this guy can't play with LeBron and, you know, KD. But... I don't know. I think Trey. I think Trey Young's the real deal. I think he's never shaving that thing. I think he's just gonna rock that thinning hair. It's just gonna get weirder and weirder. And I'm <laughs> here for it. I'm ex- as a Knicks fan, I'm excited to see where his hair goes, uh, and 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 really where you know where that Knicks Hawks rivalry can go. So yeah, I, I'm, uh, put me down for uh, never, never shaving his head. I like it. That's that's the answer of leaning to. You can have 15 points for that. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Damn. Let's All go. Right. I gotta play catch up here. <laughs> um, Ben. Yeah. The Boston Celtics. Um, My favorite team. Yeah, One of, of course. The best. <laughs> um, yeah. Best team. In May this best year. Fans. Best fans. Yeah. Well, oh, we'll come on to that. Just, um, yeah, needless to say, yeah. Back in May this year, Danny Ainge. Uh, you know, he said he'd never heard uh, any examples of racism towards. Celtics players in Boston, um, which suggested seemed like a yeah. you know remarkably disingenuous Thank comment and slightly <laughs> tone deaf, uh, you know, in light of statements made by various players who played in Boston over the years. But at um, least Danny didn't hear them. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's okay. yeah, that's weird. I wonder why Danny Ainge didn't hear them personally, <laughs> yeah. either as a player uh, or it's mm, weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean, since then the Celtics have promoted. Uh, former coach Brad Stevens to president of basketball operations and hired long-term sort of NBA assistant Imi Adoko as, as the head coach. So um, for all intents and purposes, Boston is not a racist city anymore. That's all sorted. That's all swept from the rug. Dealt, that. dealt with that. They've dealt with that. My question to you is, who were the 
better Boston boy band? Was it New Kids of the on the Block or New Edition? If you can reach oh, that man. far back, I mean. Oh man, I mean, I have a feeling this is. I don't want to date you here, but you know. Um, I'm gonna go. Well, I can only wow. really answer this question from a very personal perspective, so I'm gonna have to say New Kids, which yep. I feel like is not uh, the correct answer. Probably not gonna get me any points, but. New kids were. I had two. I had two older sisters um, growing up in the in the late '80s, early '90s, and they were big time new kids heads. And you know, I remember. I just feel like they were like a little bit more of like um, a ubiquitous like presence. Like they kind of laid the groundwork, which obviously like for ill, not for good, uh, for all the future boy bands to follow. You know, your your Backstreet Boys and your your Instincts and so forth. Um, I know that Marky Mark wasn't in New Kids. It was his brother. Was it his brother or his cousin, Donnie? Uh, yeah, I believe brother, it was right? his brother, Donnie Wahlberg. It was his brother. Yeah. A friend um, of mine lost a part to him. Oh, really? Yeah, In Band of Brothers, as it goes. Yeah, that, that Spielberg one. <laughs> was he in Band of Brothers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember. That. Took my mate Josh's part. Well, our other f- uh, friend of, of the show, if you will, um... Matt Hickey yeah. was yeah, in. Was yeah, yeah okay. they're both going to be in that. Anyway, sorry, can't sorry. continue. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's amazing, amazing trivia right there. Um, I like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> the whole Wahlberg family, the the Wahlberg Yeah, fuck the other one as well. <laughs> they're actually um, assaulting like they're, one, that one. He can fuck they've, off. They've created more a more lasting impact on on the landscape, um, and um, you know, clearly not like. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I won't get into a whole Marky Mark rant. That's probably for another question. But um, I'll, have to, I'll have to say, final answer, new kids on the block. Okay. Not the right answer, but... Um, yeah, I <laughs> that would be. But wait, new edition, like, what did they, like, sort of, what happened to those kids? Anything? I'm, I'm trying to remember who were the individual members. So they spawned Bobby Brown, who you might know oh, from his... Uh, from, Bobby Brown, I guess. From, yeah, from Whitney Houston. The Whitney Houston car ex, crash. Uh, uh, right. Bell Biv DeVoe. I'm sure they were from their uh, early 90s hit Poison. Um, right, of course, yeah. I love BBD. Johnny Gill. There was John, Johnny Gill was the replacement for Bobby Brown. I, I think thought he was fine. in there as well. Wasn't no, he? not 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 till later. Um, he had magic in his hands though. Well, I'm sure he did. He yes, did. but uh, <laughs> I, I, probably enough eighties boy band. Enough enough eighties before. Yeah. Um, it's oh, gonna really, it's really gonna really have to be minus five, five points there, Ben. I'm afraid. Minus five. Okay. Yeah, so. um, that's <laughs> not a great start. I sort of knew that what I deserved, but um. But just final thought, um, the Ghostbusters 2 theme song. Ooh, on our own. Brown, really, really yes. top-notch. A belter, right yeah. Hot and on the hills. On our own, is that how it goes? That was the one, yes. Yep. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So, I feel like it's a really underrated yeah. movie theme song. Too hot I to handle, too cold to hold. They call iconic. the Ghostbusters and they're in control, that one. <laughs> I believe that one. Oh, that's the, the whole, one. Yeah. You're not getting any bonus points for that. So no, I'm trying to clarify that. I feel robbed. Very good. Okay. Moving on. The Brooklyn... Former New, New New Jersey Nets, Gavin. Woo! Um, Woo! Swamp Dragons. Yes. Nearly Swamp Dragons, <laughs> yes. A lot going on there over the last uh, week or two. It is, um, it is. Um, a certain Mr. Kyrie Irving, who, you know, a noted contrarian. Noted contrarian. Of, That's uh, generous. Um, of NBA. Um, generous, war. generous. Everyone's favourite quarter wit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you three options here Ooh. about Mr. Irving. Would you describe him as the Muhammad Ali of the NBA? The David Icke of the NBA? 
or the Ricky Williams of the NBA? So three different characters there. Dif- very you different characters. Three different stances, if three you will, three over the years. Different stances. Yeah. Very different hills to die on. Very much so. Yes. Very different hills yeah. to die on. I mean, famously, Muhammad went to prison rather than go to war. Um, I'm not really sure Kyrie's that principled uh, or that that entrenched in his beliefs, if I'm honest. So <laughs> I'm not real. Or is he going to be the greatest of all time? Uh, Probably cross Muhammad Ali. I'm going to cross Muhammad Ali okay. off that list. Um, <laughs> Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. I'm seeing. You're familiar with his work, the uh, ex NFL running yes. back who decided to walk away. At walk away. Peak of his powers, if you will. Peak yeah. of his powers. Yeah. I think. Um, sane. Smart move. So I mean that kind of distances him from Kyrie straight away for me uh, so no uh, probably not Ricky Williams I'm not really in on the same early retirement vibe uh, I don't think he'll do that um, so I'm going to go David Icke yeah that's probably I, the one I think I'd... he's the David Icke of the NBA yeah. for sure in fact I um, think I think he'd be very happy with that, with that as well I don't know if you guys want to weigh in on this I mean Everyone else and their mother seems to have it's. Um, it gets stranger by the day, doesn't it? It's. Um, yeah. He's obviously a very passionate guy about off-court stuff, and he's obviously not a bad person. But it's just the messaging seems to get more muddled every time he puts something out. And I don't know if you saw the sort of latest Instagram stuff uh, in the last twenty-four hours. It's just I don't kind of see what point he's trying voice, to make at this point. It's voice, all very muddled, voice. isn't it? It's. Well, he did an yeah. Instagram live last night. Then I don't know if you if you were up to speed on that. Oh, but I didn't check that. I just saw the he, quote about how he's trying to be a voice for the voiceless. He, yeah. <laughs> so he said that he is not retiring. He has no intentions of retiring. So don't listen to any of the reports that he might retire. And he just kind of was saying more of what we've been hearing, which is like he just thinks it's he's just frustrated that employers are mandating a vaccine, and he was promised that he wouldn't have to take this if he didn't want to. And it just seems like a very, uh, I mean, it's a strange hill to die on. Uh, you know, it's maybe a poor, poor metaphor, but it's just kind of like, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like if, 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 if this is like the route that you want to go, you're welcome to go, go it. But, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm a pro vax, uh, guy. Uh, I think uh, you know it's there's a good amount of research out there that indicates that it's you know healthy and safe and uh, uh, getting sick with COVID is uh, seems like not 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 good. So <laughs> I, yeah, I can vouch for that one. As a man who spent a week that's in hospital, right there. That's that's, that's, that's an NBA insider. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, that's that's some, some gold right there. For is that your, a take? For your listeners, getting sick not good. No, hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, Chris and I, like, I feel like with uh, on our podcast, we, we try to oftentimes, like, you know, like lampoon or push back against a lot of the, you know, very mainstream sports media coverage in America, which is 99% of which is absolute garbage, garbage. Suff- insufferable <laughs> uh, air- noise pollution, um, you know, just filling the airwaves every single day. And you know, there's no greater boogeyman in NBA media than Kyrie. And, like, you know, everyone from, you know, your trolls on Twitter to, like, fucking Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst and, like, the, the most powerful people in that industry, 
you know, point to the sky as, you know, like a, a you would think like an, uh, some evil, horrible person who's done terrible, terrible things and is yeah. like, you know, just committing these like atrocities left and right and just goes town to town, team to team, just destroying and blowing things up and, and murdering and raping people. Like um, pre-COVID, they felt that. Like, like yeah, it was yeah, like exactly. only him as like a cancer pre-COVID. Right. Yeah, was, just like the worst individual, and it was like people was love like, that cancer metaphor, <laughs> which yeah, seems a distasteful yeah. one to use for a monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've like you know I I think I've um kind of like tried to adopt like a a bit of a a counter to that. Um, you know I, I don't feel that passionately. He's never been like my favorite player or whatever. Like I think he's a genius on the court, obviously, and just kind of like a a curiosity and like but like for the most part harmless like i know spreading conspiracy theories about the earth being flat is like not ideal um but like also like i don't think i don't think he was causing all that much damage <laughs> with that particular one it's essentially um, harmless and, isn't he yeah it's yeah just a, like whatever yeah. he's just like kind of a sideshow and people spend way too much time trying to figure out their takes about him um, so I was always just like, whatever, like, let's just, like, why can't we all just be, like, whatever, he's kind of a weird dude, like, let him be. Um, and I've, so I've kind of, like, tried to be, like, a bit of a Kyrie defender, or at least relative to, like, other people on, you know, social media and um, TV and stuff. But it's getting harder and harder, man, to, to like, stick up for the guy. <laughs> like, I don't, I still don't, like, you know, whatever, he's free to do whatever he wants to do, but, like, just his whole like vibe of like trying to be this prophet, this like you know voice of the people and stuff. When it's just like you're not good at that. Like you're not good at communicating your ideas at all. Oh, yeah. Um. So like maybe don't put yourself out there as like you know this. And then you know at the same time he's like, oh whatever, it's a personal matter. I'm not trying to be a, a you know a, a a mouthpiece. I'm not trying to be a spokesperson or anything like that. Um. When of course like my i mean this is sort of a tangential rant but like covid vaccination is not a personal matter at all it's not like um you know how you deal with a pregnant wife or how you uh you know the drugs that you put in your body otherwise like it's not at all personal because guess what it's a fucking infectious disease uh or virus whatever um it affects other people so that's you know seems pretty obvious but that's like the uh, you know, argument that that a lot of these guys are um, are making, which is infuriating to me. But um, yeah, I think uh, you've nailed it there. I mean, he's, he's picked an argument. And he's not really got the sort of yeah. argument to back it up, I, has he? You know, it's... I guess like people, sh- you know, I I get it's extreme to like lose a job over not being vaccinated, but also it's like the reason we like you know they didn't like the vi- like the vaccine didn't come out, and like on day one, employers and the U.S. government said. Okay, everyone has to take this, or you're or you're canceled from society. No, we gave it a you know we gave it some time. We we would we you know we we let people uh, try to be responsible and 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 actual actually like uh, take take some control um, and make the decision for themselves. And guess what? Half the country was not <laughs> just didn't want to fucking do that. So it's like okay, well the reason we're here is because of people making dumb decisions or whatever uh, dangerous decisions, unsafe. Uh, decisions for their not for themselves but for their communities um their families so i don't know i get that it's um you know i i I think it's cool if he wants to if he thinks that he's speaking up for people who are 
whatever less privileged or don't have the power to speak up for themselves but it's like man like this is you're not actually helping anything <laughs> no, no yeah i think that's he the likes point to be, he likes to be like a devil's advocate kind of guy which i really appreciate especially like sure like ben was saying in a sports media culture which is just so like boring and you know all pro athletes nowadays are just like trained to give the most boring like corporate speak sort of answers and Kyrie, bless him is like you know, wants to like challenge that. Yeah, he doesn't want to be one of the droids, does he? You know, he's totally. um, yeah. this look, is at, one of those, look at like Kareem. This is one you of those can, topics, you though, can do that just like, yeah. yeah, you just don't want to be like uh, a mouthpiece for like Ted Cruz. Like, yeah, like, when, Ted, is, when Ted Cruz is, is, is retweeting you or you know, <laughs> yeah. showing solidarity with you, like Donald you Trump Jr., yeah, yeah. Kind of taking a wrong turn somewhere there, buddy. <laughs> I, I hate to yeah. say it, but you don't um, get played here. So it's too bad because, uh, like Ben, otherwise I, I think Kyrie is like an interesting guy and he's obviously brilliant on the court, but uh, it's just kind of sad what's happening at, at this point. But it is interesting. I was talking with a friend the other day about, um, you know, in, in the summer of whatever it was, 2019, 2020, when the Knicks had all that salary cap space and you know they were hoping to get KD and Kyrie, and of course they wound up in Brooklyn. It is crazy to think now about, like, imagine Kyrie playing for the Knicks and sort of, like, you know, just taking time off like he has, like, the last few seasons or not reporting because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Like, it just, it would have been a shit show. It would have been, like, such a crazy sideshow. And um, I live in Brooklyn now, and um, it doesn't feel like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like, it feels like more of like a national NBA media story than it does like a local story. Yeah, our friend Jeremy, who we have on the podcast occasionally, is um, a Brooklyn resident. He says the same. Like nobody cares about the Nets really. Yeah, New York, <laughs> yeah. You know. it doesn't matter if they win a championship. Yeah, no, exactly. Should have been that team. Uh, the local neighborhood's not going to change, and mm. no one's going to be like riots outside that arena. Yeah. I, mm. I would say is uh, my final full stop on that one. That uh, Carrie's got that wrong, and the, the voiceless in that equation are the people that have died. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, let's yep. put a bow on that. Uh, moving on, the Charlotte Hornets, who uh, got us all moist and excited last year with uh, the <laughs> young. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> they did me with the. I'm, I'm sm- must have been roofied. <laughs> the must young ball, no, ball character nice. with his uh, his passing and stuff. No, I was moist. Yeah, <laughs> I was for sure moist. Um, so ben, telling you, Bismarck Biombo's <laughs> drugged me. Yeah, is this what's happening? Play a lot of minutes. Uh, ben, question for you: True or false? Between the years of 2004 and 2014, there was a professional basketball team that played in the NBA called the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, I believe that is true. Um, I know there was a Bobcats, and I think that they played in Charlotte. I am a little unclear as to like the four different franchises that like moved around and then yeah. like melded at one point, and then... Yeah like unmelded and split apart um so i have no idea if the charlotte bobcats are like wh- what their like original franchise was or if they were an expansion franchise that is extremely i don't i think that's a mystery that no one will ever actually be able to solve um but i do believe that at one point that franchise that team name did exist yes i certainly can't remember a team called charlotte bobcats can you get it <laughs> you remember watching a game involving them ever I remember Boris Diaw once played for them. Does that sound right, uh, Gavin? Does, do you remember Boris Diaw? Boris Diaw. Like... Yeah. I, I, I remember a really sad French bloke who looked slightly chubby 
It may have been Boris Deer. Yeah, yeah. I remember a, a pinstripe and checkerboard uniform. Oh my god! I don't know if that was a sounds made up. That was maybe that was some uh, maybe the, the, you know it was probably like a D League team or something. I don't know. We may have all dreamt this, so um, yeah. Oh, I remember this. They're the ones that you used to be the, the, yeah, yeah. the Houston Oilers. Possibly. It could have been that one, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you one point for that. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah, that. To be decided. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's no one knows the correct answer, so I'm, I'm happy with a one. Okay. Fair enough. Chicago Bulls, Gavin. A question oh, for you. Um, DeMar DeRozan, now Ooh. a bull. Yes. Which seems odd. Uh, but um, no, What about DeMar DeRozan's NBA career doesn't seem odd? I don't know. Uh, question for you. If you saw DeMar DeRozan walking through a hotel lobby, would you, uh, would you politely nod and be on your way? Would you, uh, would you put out a fist for, you know, respect DeMar? Or, uh, or would you ask him about the Kawhi Leonard trade? Which one would it be? How impersonal would you be if you um, saw DeMar and had a minute of his time? If I had a minute, mm-hmm. uh, I won't go near the Kyrie Irving trade. I mean, the Kawhi trade. No. Just, not bothered. Still a bit raw, you think? I'm, I'm just not bothered. Do you not think he's earned enough money now? He'd probably moved on. I think from... he's all right. I think he's all right. I think, you know. I mean, I kind of like empathy, so I'm not really bothered. So I don't really want to open that can of worms. I mean, the, the, the nod and thing is quite, that's quite appealing, especially as he's got no idea who I am. So if you act authoritatively enough, he's going to be like, who the fuck is that? Who thinks right. he knows me? Be quite tall as well, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah. Six eight. And the fist bump would be quite funny, though I don't know if not awkward. Uh, maybe a maybe a more of a handshake, a, a, a firm handshake, look in the eye. Would you would you make yourself known there? You think just for that opportunity, or is it, he? It probably depends what he was is doing. Is he lower down the radar of your celebrity? He's not on the. I, I have to introduce myself <laughs> to. He's not on that list. No, no, no. Okay. All right. No, I once I once did that with Terence Stamp in the rain on Oxford Street. What was his reaction? He was a bit befuddled, okay. I'd say. And he was wearing <laughs> purple Crocs. It was it was an odd interaction. Interesting. I told him I was a big fan of Tearum, and he perked up at that. Okay. I mean, I would say that Demar Derozan is sort of the Terence Stamp of <laughs> the NBA. <laughs> the, the Terence Stamp of the NBA. We'll do. We'll have that. Yes. For yes. the Terence, Terence Stamp reference, you can Which have, makes Jerry Sloan the Pierre Paolo Pasolini. You can have 13 points for that. That's fine. <laughs> yes. That's, that's I'll tell you that there one. There we go. Okay. I'll tell you um, that one. Chris, a question for you on the Great. Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. Um, who seem to be a popular team when LeBron James was playing from. Lots of people floating around in their jerseys and whatnot. Oddly, not, 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 not much so Cavalier much about no. Cleveland. No. Oh. Um, no. Um, <laughs> Which of the following descriptions do you think accurately describes the Cavaliers' big man Kevin Love at this point in his career? Um, <laughs> so we've got A, privileged, spoilt brat. B, a calming veteran locker room presence. Or C, washed up stat padder. Um, Oof. Let's go with C. I think we got a, I think we got a washed up stat padder. Oh, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that he's a calming influence in the locker room because he he can be a little high strung. Did you see last year when he finally got on the court? 
he had sort of like an on-court temper tantrum, temper tantrum where he wouldn't, they wouldn't pass on the ball. He had more than one, like, I believe. Held, yeah. Yeah, he just like held out his hands like in, in the shot motion, like waiting for someone to pass on the ball, and he was like screaming at all the young guys. So I don't know that he's like a calming. Yeah, I don't know that he's like a calming influence. Um, yeah, wasn't it? It was him that like like whipped a pass like way right. way way too hard just out yeah. of frustration like in in the middle of like in like a lot like during a live play he like yeah, yeah. like basically like pegged someone with a ball <laughs> just yeah. like volleyball style yeah like, like it was dodgeball dodgeball yeah. yeah yeah i've had loads uh, of jobs where uh there's been a stupid fat old bloke who's been earning a <laughs> shitload more than everybody else for with no justification and i can tell you that's not good for morale that really isn't yeah. good for morale i really can't remember the last time i saw him play basketball i mean like I, I know i think he played a handful of games last year i certainly didn't watch them but i can't remember the last time i put on a game and and he was playing so in a meaningful yeah, way yeah 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 okay. how many points did i get there dylan um 25 that's a, fantastic yeah, great answer there i, like I, I don't know it's about as many million as he learned this year isn't it? yeah it's not far off probably less actually <laughs> so um, yeah, it's funny that he's that he seemed so like agitated because it seems like he's got a pretty good like cushy gig right now. Like he yeah, just kind of like strolls in whenever he feels like it. Like from all indications, he has like a very happy like full life off the court that he like is just sort of leaning more and more into like basketball. Like it sort of just doesn't seem like he should care about anything. And yet then when he gets in the court, it's like oh, you still like. Are you like trying to win? Like, you know what team you're on? Like, why are you? Why, why are you even? So annoying. He's not. He's not going to be working at Costco when he retires. I don't think so. <laughs> to be, I think, to I think be he's fair, good. I've seen Major League cap. and Major League Two, and Cleveland does look shit. Hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was just like, what? Maybe I can do something to get traded here. Like, I don't. Maybe he's just trying to get out. We should see. But, um, I mean, he'll retire in a couple of years, right? Like, why not just be a nice, happy guy and keep cashing those checks? Yeah. Be, yeah, man. Yeah. Be happy. Brilliant presence. Yeah. That's Ironically, spread a bit more love. Yeah, exactly. Ben, question for you. Jason Kidd is the new Dallas Mavericks coach. All right. Um, yes. One so, of my favorites. Happy days there. So, will he be A, beneficial to Luka Doncic's career, uh, B, a detriment to Luka Doncic's career, or C, he'll crash his car into the Texas school book depository? On the grassy knoll before Christmas. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! That's a tough one. Let's, uh, let's run this back again. So it's beneficial, beneficial, uh, detrimental, or ill, or crashes car into the grassy depository at the grassy knoll before Christmas um, or after. I mean, take your before pick. Christmas. Before yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I was, you know, that's a, that's a tight tight window there yeah we've only got a couple months but you know what i'm gonna have to go see on that one i think I he can that. do it i believe in jason um i think that he ha i think that he wants it enough i think he can get there by christmas yeah fantastic 45 points fantastic answer. yes I love that one. baby here we go that's great um, go kid go coach kid that's what I, say. <laughs> I think i think luke is gonna have an early season at the injury when yeah. he slips on one of jason's impromptu timeout water spillages yeah. <laughs> yeah. serious basketball question the, here uh, for the, uh, the, the, the culture in, in dallas seems to really be turning around after that whole you know oh yeah the, the scandal they had i think yeah. jason's gonna be able to write the ship if anyone can do it it's it's jason he's definitely the man he's got you know a good yeah. reputation for 
yeah. treating yeah, females the right way so. and uh, and whatnot. So yeah, they'll they'll be fine. Um, serious basketball question for Chris here. The Denver Nuggets, um, yeah. who uh, were looking great until uh, our man Jamal Murray went down there. Um, entertaining uh, to watch for all of us. Um, what are the odds of Michael Porter Jr. being named an All Star this season? Do you think? Um, a twenty percent, B fifty percent, or C seventy percent. Wow, Michael Porter Jr. getting that All Star nod, Ben. Um, look, no, I'd we, love to see it. We love MPJ. He's a prom king, as Ben <laughs> likes to point out. Um, he's not crazy about the Vax. We know that. Uh, he's got a lot of a lot of uh, views. Very outspoken politically. Um, smart guy. Yeah, smart guy. I I think he's got a, all the talent in the world. I think one day he's going to be an all star, but I don't see it happening this season. It's still a very crowded front court in the Western Conference. You know, with uh, the LeBrons and the ADs, and uh, you know who, who else? Who else is uh, Paul George? Right? Isn't he technically a small mm-hmm. part? Yeah, I guess. I, so. I mean, you got Cat. You got. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking from yeah. a numbers point of view. If they get off to a hot start and he's putting up 23 a game in Jamal's absence, you know, voters are easily swayed. It's a compelling case. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting him down at 20. percent Okay. I'll put it down at twenty percent. Uh, all star that it, that he's an all star this year. That would probably. I think he's gonna have a great season though. I think he's yeah. gonna you know he's gonna score plenty of points. Uh, he's got that million dollar smile that we love. <laughs> and uh, uh, my god, my god, that haircut, you know, that tight fade. So, you know, I'm certainly pulling for him. Six um, ten. We all like height. Yep. Mm. Silky okay. smooth jumper. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, you can He's have, easy on the eyes, let's just say that. You can have 10 points for that. He's a very handsome man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Detroit Pistons, Gavin. How the fuck do I get all the good ones? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry you get the shit teams. Um, okay, we'll, we'll keep this simple. What is your favorite film that features the city of Detroit out of these three? Is it Beverly Hills Cop? Uh, out of Sight? Clooney Lopez Affair? Or Robocop? Three very different films for you there, Gary. Very different films. Yeah. Three very different directors. Very much so. Very different stars. Um, mm. Oddly, I've watched all three of these recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No real Detroit themed. Belly Hills Cop, not really a Detroit film, but starts off no, there. Yeah, no. you know. We'll starts cl- there. We'll claim it. Yeah. Starts there. Well, okay. the Lion's Jacket, I feel like, is more famous than yeah. the, yeah. Yeah. Than the yeah. scenes with scene the, the weirdly, weirdly erotic scenes with Michael Tandino in um, the kitchen. Uh, what's his name? Watch uh, that back. It's very thingy, weird. Uh, very Todd. charged scene. What's his name? Inspector Todd. Inspector Todd, who's actually a real-life Detroit corrupt police Shouting officer. Man. Yeah. Shouting man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, Out of Sight, or Robocop? I do really like that one. Uh, oh, wow. Robocop's crap. Yeah, I'm just childhood vibes here. Uh, I don't know. One of the Hovens thinly veiled. Oh, be wary, fascists. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah. I don't I don't need that blunt hammer on a Thursday night, to be fair. So uh, I'll go with Out of Sight. I like it. My choice, too. A great film. Um, uh, we can have um, 23 points for that. Well, wow. not sure I appreciate the uh, Verhoeven slander, but I guess it's not my <laughs> podcast, so, yeah. you know, you can say that. That's okay, that's okay, you don't give a fuck, <laughs> you don't give a fuck. 
Be careful, fascists! I'm Dutch, I'm, I should know. I had nothing to say about works. the uh, Detroit but Pistons. This doesn't so entertainingly, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, not a fan of his work. I just, maybe not that one. Yeah. You know, John Carpenter made Ghosts of Mars. Everybody fucks up sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, a question for you. Uh, yeah. Which of these Golden State Warrior All-Stars would you most like to spend a six-hour car journey with? Ooh, Steph Curry, uh, Draymond Green, or Clay Thompson? Six hours? Hmm, give or take an hour. You know, a long, um, a long ride, let's say. Without a doubt, I'm taking a six-hour drive with Clay Thompson. Um, it's going to be smooth sailing. Six hours is a long time to be in a car. Yeah, let's say movie. San Fran to LA or whatever. Great, San Fran to LA. Um, I'm going with Clay Thompson. He here's why. He's going to have great music on. Um, there's never going to be like pressure to talk. Like Clay will be totally fine with silence. He will be funny. Um, and he's just he just seems like a relaxed guy. He loves his dog, so we'll probably I'll have my dog, he'll have his dog. Uh, if we're going San Fran to LA, you know, maybe we'll get a convertible, put the top down, the dogs will, you know, have their tongues hanging out, you know. I can picture I, I it now. A, it looks amazing. Yeah, I, I think that would be a great time. He'd be a great guy to take a to to take a road trip with. So put me down for Clay Thompson and uh Dylan, let me know how many points that one is worth. That's 50 points. That's yeah, fantastic answer. He's showing yeah. the, the one of those three to have a bag of edibles. At the end as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Steph looks like, bless him, would be bored as fuck after about an hour and a half. I think you'd very quickly run out of run out of subjects. Steph's got anything interesting to talk about. And, yeah. and Draymond, I'm not sure you'd ever get in six hours. Get, you'd not get a word enough, in, would you? It's not enough time to get past Draymond. No. To be okay. fair, I yeah. think I think we'd probably, probably yeah. still be filling him in on his 14, 14 year old seasons. Mm. His Michigan skate you nail, career. You hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I think with Draymond, it would just be like full court press, where you're like, <laughs> "Look, man, like we have to do this for six hours. Like, please, I just, I just want to have this be a peaceful journey." And then with Steph, it just it feels like the first forty minutes, he'd be like, so "Tell me, like, what did your parents used to do?" And like, it would just be like boring. Yeah. It was like, Fucking boring, really, really boring. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, I just dream want to be telling you how to drive, always telling you like insistently, you got to drive faster, get up there, go on, <laughs> get in his grill, go on faster, young fella, go on, all the yeah. all the time. Yeah. Or or he like wouldn't wear a seatbelt, and I'd be like, Draymond, can you put a seatbelt like, on, maybe? And he'd be like, Why are you pressing this so hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't know if you guys caught, but that's yeah, what he uh, yeah. said to people who are trying to push the vaccine on people. <laughs> Correct answer. You, you've nailed it. doesn't really understand why it's such a big thing. <laughs> you've nailed it, Chris. Uh, 400 ben. years of inoculation <laughs> wiping out deadly diseases. No, it's not like there's any real evidence of, of that. Um, <laughs> ben, a question for you on the Houston Rockets. Um, I'm ready. Rockets owner Tillman Fatita. I yes. believe that's how you pronounce it. He's been <laughs> yeah, in the news this week. Um, he's standing barefoot on the deck I of his uh, for on his on his super yacht. Um, a man who uh, cut the jobs of forty thousand of his staff uh, when the uh, the pandemic hit there. Um, well, apparently, he's he's now richer than ever thanks to profits uh, he's he's made during the uh, the pandemic there. Um, 
My question to you is, are billionaires a good or bad thing for the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> you sure you want to uh, sure do this? How much time have you got here? I mean, uh, listen. How could they be anything but good? They are the yeah. NBA. This yeah. is a this is a, a a billionaires club. If you don't have a billion, uh, you know there wouldn't be there wouldn't be basketball without these billionaires. They are the ones that do all the work. They're the ones that pull everything together. You know, they're the directors, the the producers. They do it all. Um, coach on the floor, coach in the in the you know in the boxes. I like to call them the boardroom um, as well. Yeah. The co- yeah, exactly in the boardroom. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, listen, without, without Joe Psy, um, you know, we wouldn't have, uh, the, the, the beautiful, um, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets culture that we all love so much. Um, so I'm going to have to go, uh, good thing, uh, un- unqualified good, uh, for the NBA. Okay. That's minus 20 points. That's <laughs> going right here. It's- yeah. Tucked in in third really place unfair. here. Is, is, there, is there anyone I can talk to? Do you have like a manager? Like, <laughs> is there someone else that can that can provide a different scoring system here? I don't. Yeah, but don't he's know. downstairs learning to play the trombone. Yeah, I think you've had an unfair amount of uh, negative questions. We'll we'll try and correct yeah. that going forward. Exactly. I'm I'm am getting I'm getting screwed over here. Yeah, okay. Uh, Gavin, a question for you. Um, there's a basketball team that plays in Indianapolis called the Indiana Pacers. Uh, do you know what a pacer is? A pacer? Yeah. In terms of their name. What does it mean? I do, actually. Do you? It's, okay. a, it's, it's a bird. Uh, it's not actually a, a pacer. It, it's a pacer, and it can only be found in, in French Lick, Indiana. Um, special <laughs> bird. It's really, um, uh, it's, it's got an amazingly fundamental way of flying. <laughs> don't believe that's the right answer. Oh. Apparently, it's some kind of pace car. Oh. Uh, oh, it relates oh, to the the cars going around the Indianapolis 500. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the circle. That circle. Apparently, that's the thing. Strange ah. thing to name your team after, but there you go. Guess it's all they're famous for. Mm. There you go. I know oh, you guys yeah. particularly love the. Uh, oh. And the I know it all the sound of the cars going around in the old Nick's Pacers series back in the yeah, day, didn't you? Yeah, you could have given uh, Gav a clue there by, uh, <laughs> by in the 1994 uh, and 95, I believe, playoffs. Uh, you would have heard the sound of the Pacer. Thankfully, um, uh, Dylan has cool. the entire Nick playoff run from 1994 available on YouTube, which Ben and I watched throughout the duration of quarantine, <laughs> yeah. painstakingly, game by game. And um, uh, uh, Gavin, if you want to go back and find the Swish FM episodes where Ben and I rewatched the Knicks Pacers series, uh, I did a few, but I didn't the... have the stomach to keep going all the way through. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, it's, it's a very, long very series. Calming, it, very relaxing. It, yeah, <laughs> it's a very calming, relaxing experience. Yeah. But one thing that really drove us into uh, madness, true, true uh, madness was the point at which in the broadcast where they start um, having the the sound of the race cars go around Market Square Arena and they started piping that sound in and um, I was cupping my ears just like this rewatching these games I I had just the most awful uh, PTSD reliving reliving those games and those um, blasted race cars so I uh, Yes, the Indiana Pacer. The Indiana Pacer is not a bird. It is a uh, most definitely a race car. Huh. Uh, 
uh, on the Indianapolis. Uh, seems, seems like 500. a stupid name to. There you go. To, you live and learn. But I mean, I guess it makes more sense than Phillies, which is a road. I mean, at least they're a car. Okay. I guess that's mm. better. I don't. Mm. Sliding scale. The Pacer is like not the cool race car. It's it's the car that makes all the other cars slow down. Yeah. So it's still a shit name. Like, it's a terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that seems quite fitting then, actually. Yeah. I that guess seems appro- more true. appropriate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, zero points for you there, Gavin. But... Oh, well. Uh, Chris, the Los Angeles Clippers, I have a question. Um, yeah. A Clipper is a sailboat, um, yep. apparently. I'm, I'm willing to sail straight past the Clippers unless you have anything interesting to say about the Los Angeles Clippers. For nah. Points are available uh, if you would nah, like to. Sell right, sell right on. Okay. <laughs> 20 points for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Nothing to say about the Clippers. Um, ben, a question about the Los Angeles Lakers for you then. All right. Um, the Lakers are not going to win the title this season because A, they have Russell Westbrook on their team. B, they have Russell Westbrook on their team. Or C, <laughs> they have Russell Westbrook on their team. Um, what are your thoughts on the Los hmm. Angeles Lakers? Uh, is, there, is there a D, all the above uh, option? <laughs> yes, that is worth 50 um, points. Okay. You can have that. Thank you. I'll go. I'll go with you. Need the points. I'm just. I'm trying to help you out. Final answer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a fun experiment to see how that shakes out. I'm sure. You know. I don't know. I'm sure we'll not hear much about it in the media. Forward to seeing how Frank Vogel divides up those Trevor Ariza minutes. Uh, (laughs) He's a a key figure for that team, as is Wayne Ellington, Mm -hmm. Kent Bazemore. Uh, Devante, uh, Devante Kakak, I think his name is, uh, uh, forward here out of Duke, maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting watch. You know, how does Kendrick Nunn break that rotation? The only they have- signing they made that annoyed me was Malik Monk for like the minimum. I thought that was daylight robbery. Mm. There must be some yeah. under the table nonsense going sure. on. Sure. I imagine. Like it's going to be funny. It's like a bunch of old lads, isn't it? Getting them <laughs> back together, like oh, pretending yeah. it's still like 2017 or something. Like it's gonna be sick. It's very much LeBron's roster, which I, qu- I find quite funny. It's like there's no foreign players or anything. It's the lads. He's <laughs> no from back in the day, you know, Carmelo and uh, none, none of them would be muttering under their breath in the locker room. No, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be amusing to say. Uh, to yeah, say it should be fun. Um, the uh, I'm just I'm so intrigued by the uh, the Dwight Howard Mark Gasol you know who's who's gonna get those minutes they must be really uh, he's gone though has he Mark Mark Gasol's retired now he's uh, he's oh, yeah. he's seen the iceberg thought, yeah he's he'd be chilling oh, wow. in Spain I saw that Pau retired I didn't realize Mark had as well yeah Swap they'll be Gasol for DeAndre Jordan Ben there you go Boom. oh that's right DeAndre's back there man Dwight Howard's back there too right. Yep. Absolutely! Wow, like uh, yeah, all all the greats. Yeah, I mean that's that that's a putting on the hits. Yeah, you know, like these last ten years have never that. happened. Yeah, that's like that's But he did he did once really dunk on what was it like Brandon Knight? Who? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he once dunked on DeAndre Brandon Jordan. Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, we all remember that. He's highlight that. play. Yeah, yeah. That, that was it. I'll probably be able to do that. Yeah. Keep doing that. Yeah. Very popular around the league, by all accounts. Apparently so. Yeah, apparently so. Um, Gavin, the Memphis Grizzlies, um, which seems like a contradiction yeah. within itself. But uh, um, yeah, um, can you name their coach? Can you name the Memphis Ooh. Grizzlies coach? I'm gonna need a Is two. it A. Tucker Jenkins, B. 
Taylor Dane or C, Taylor Jenkins. Three very different people. Very though. different people there. Yeah. Very different people. Yeah. Um, Tucker Jenkins, if you're not aware, gents, is a fictional TV character uh, from uh, early 80s. Britain that was going to be my TV guess. I'm just saying, we'll, we'll strike that one off then. You'll probably well, strike that one off. And by a process of elimination, yeah. I know it's not Taylor Dane. Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart. You yeah. remember that one? That tell, me, tell me on the only one. <laughs> Monster tune. Yeah. Huge tune. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with C, but I genuinely don't know if that's the answer or not. It is Taylor Jenkins, but... Seems like you didn't know. I'm going to give you one point for that. So, let's see. Taylor Dane should have a place somewhere on staff, though. I feel like she'd be great, you know, as maybe like a trainer. I don't know. Voice, voice coach. Handling role. Yeah. yeah. Handles coach. <laughs> Mark Cuban will hire her tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we at now? Uh, question for Chris. Uh, yeah. The Mammy Heat. We hear a lot heat about culture. that heat culture. Don't Ooh. knock it. It's a big thing. Um, talking of heat culture, over the past six seasons, the Miami Heat have paid Udonis Haslam $15.8 million in salary. Would you care to guess how many minutes he's played for the Miami Heat in that time? So this is over the past six, six seasons. So six is seasons? it 13,000 minutes? Is it 7,000 minutes or is it 583 minutes? Put me down for 583 minutes. He's nailed it. This, he's on fire. Ooh, That's 100 wow. points. Woof. Guy uh, can't miss. Um, not bad. Yeah, not bad work if you can get it. It's um, $27,000 a minute. Nearly $3,000 a minute. $27,000. No, I believe it's, by my math, it was... $2,718 a minute. Uh, it may be more. I may be corrected. Like, but, so. I think we all sort of assume, like, oh, he's been doing this for, like, three years. Like, no, it's, like, like the, six years you know, now. Seriously. But he's, he's been <laughs> doing this. It's really amazing. And he's still on the active roster? Is that right? No, yep. 27000 a minute. There you go. Okay. Dylan, don't you think, didn't Jawan Howard have a run there at the end with the Heat where it was, like, is he, is he a coach? It's like, very I similar, I, I believe. Bench, but, but, like, is he coaching? Because he's wearing warm-ups, and I felt like Juwan Howard was playing like the last like five, six years of his career, where it was just like, I don't ever see this guy come in, and he physically looks older, but he's still wearing like Adidas warm-ups. So. He's either got compromising photos of Pat Riley in a position <laughs> with a goat, or he's just... There was nod, nod, wink, wink when LeBron and... Well, I don't even get Wade that, though, and... because at no point <laughs> as Udonis could have... Poss it's not like, oh, we, we've, got these, we've got these three guys we need to pay, so we'll, we'll pay you a bit less now, and then we'll pay you on the back end what you're really worth. Because Udonis Haslam's never been anywhere near worth what he's been paid the whole time. Heat culture, Gavin. Heat culture. I think yeah. I Maybe it's a culture of, yeah, like, secrets. We were talking recently about Udonis Haslam, and I'm pretty sure Udonis Haslam has been in the NBA since one of the it's about first 19 years George, or something. Since the first George W. Bush administration. <laughs> I mean, the first or the second, but it's like... Through both crazy. Iraq wars. Uh... Like, he predated Obama. Like, he came into the NBA as a rookie when George W. Bush was in office. Yeah. That sounds about right. 
I do remember him checking into a game last year and just getting into a fight with Dwight Howard, which was quite amusing. That's right. Yeah, and he was ejected. He was like ejected within like the yeah. first like minute, right? Heat culture. I mean, that's how you earn that money. You know? Heat smart culture. move. Smart move. So. Yeah. So Atticus playing up. I can't. I can't okay. shuffle around for five minutes. Ben, a question for you. A serious basketball question right. here. here um, the Milwaukee Bucks was um, was Giannis's dominance in the finals result of a wonky playoffs and an injury plague shortened season for other teams or is this a sign of things to come for him dominating the east and the nba for the next half decade or so um hmm. is that it's just the one or two uh just the, the just the two choices um i'm well, gonna just, go just with, give me your uh, thoughts i'll give you some points for that I will go with. Um, I mean, the weird thing is that I I want to say, two, you know, option two because it was such a wonky injury plague season, but that also kind of feels like the standard now. Like I don't. I feel like that's just going to be how every year is. So I. I agree with that. Yeah. Like I think it could be both. <laughs> I think it could be the the trend going forward, um, because every team is weird and fucked up and like one player or like one injury or you know weird COVID thing away from just completely falling apart um so yeah and they don't have like any depth either the Bucks. so like yeah Giannis is amazing obviously and he seems to like not get injured ever or if he is he just comes back in two games um but if he does ever have like an like a real injury like that team has Chris Middleton and then like Bobby Portis. And I know like Drew Holiday is good, but you know, he's also like, uh, you know, no, uh, no spring chicken. And I just feel like they don't have a lot. Like they're very, very like they're out of all the teams. Like they're entirely dependent on that one player. You know, maybe Dallas, I guess you could say the same for, but, uh, yeah, I just go back yeah, to that uh, Nets series where they just looked yeah. awful. Didn't they? For, Oh, terrible! Yeah, a, a few games no, like yeah, the offense, offense. That just looked garbage. Yeah, so I feel like that could easily just happen again. Um, I mean, I've heard the argument of like, oh, well, now that they've won, they've got the swagger, the confidence, like they'll get out of their own way and get out of their heads and yada yada, which is possible. I mean, maybe they'll just be like totally dominant for the next five years. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brooke Lopez is getting older. You know, Holidays, I think what like thirty something. Um, I mean, Middleton's great but you know he's not going to carry a team if Giannis isn't there um so yeah i don't know um, you can't see where the help's uh, coming from can you over the next few years they're not gonna have high draft yeah. picks are they so yeah like who's their backup point guard <laughs> is it uh george hill now i believe george yeah. hill yeah, who knows great. how much he has left you know right right um i guess they'll you know dante divincenzo's coming back he's good but yeah that bench is a little little suspect 25 points you can have for that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gavin. That. That's, you're more than welcome. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who... Bit of a shit show, if uh, to say the least, over the last... 20 years. 15, 20 years. Um, since, since inception. Yeah. Um, a former Sheffield uh, Shark um, stroke... Uh, member of the neighborhood of ours, Chris Finch, now the coach uh, in Minnesota. Um, Wait, Chris Finch, the the coach of the Timberwolves, is from Sheffield. 
No, well, he played. He's not from Sheffield originally. He played for our local team, the Sheffield Sharks, for many wow, years. No way. Um, um, actually, lived next door, but one to my uh, other half, the uh, mother wow. of my child. <laughs> um, wow. So he was very much a part of the community here. Um, so we have a soft spot for Finchie. Yeah. Uh, if um, if the Timberwolves were to get in the playing mix, Carl Anthony Towns was to have a real comeback year. What are the odds do you think he'd be in for a Coach of the Year shout this year uh, if, if, if they were to make the playoffs in the crowded West? I think if they made the playoffs, that would be a huge achievement. Mm. Uh, I, I think they did actually look quite tidy towards the end. Uh, Considering they only won like 27 games last year. Yeah, and but. I think about 14 of them were mm. after March. Uh, so that would be an amazing achievement, um, but I, I don't think he'd get named Coach of the Year because I, I just think somebody will have a more sort of standouty one mm. further up. Too unfashionable as well. Too unfashionable. The Timberwolves yeah. can't do all right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so I think it's unlikely that um, he'd get the award, but kind of likely he'll achieve something worthy of it. Is what I'll say. Yeah. I'm really hoping Towns can get his career sort of back on track. Yeah, and just, too, just for the personal stuff that's mm. happened to him, it's just yeah, absolutely soul destroying. Like... You know, um, yeah. I, I can't imagine him wanting to play basketball again after what he's been through and stuff. And it kind of puts the whole Kyrie Irving thing into perspective a bit. Like, yeah. like just go and chat really to this guy is. for an hour and. Let's you know see how you feel about then. So um, yeah, I'm 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 rooting for the guy. Really, he's just he I've maybe always needs. Liked his, him. Yeah, I always liked him. I um, liked his game. He's always seemed mellow and funny. Like I, I've always liked yeah. him. Like he seems he's like awesome. a very likable guy. So yeah, I'm pulling totally. for him, and just, you know, always been in such a shit situation. I mean, even before the virus, like you know, he's just always getting like the whole like Jimmy Butler saga. Like, I mean. God damn! Like that would have been so annoying. Like <laughs> to, to like be on the same team as Jimmy Butler and just be like publicly like ridiculed, like mocked like that. Um, like for what? Because you don't drink as much coffee or like wake up early enough in the morning and work out like Jimmy Butler does. Like what the fuck? Like he's an all he's you know one of the most gifted offensive centers of all time, um, and he's just always been yeah just had terrible luck and I. I, I'm definitely with you on uh, wishing wishing the guy the best. I've not really done him many favors, as have they, as a franchise, like surrounding him with no, yeah, decent I mean, coaching and talent. Coaches, front office, it's yeah. like, you know, like you said, it's Minnesota that can curse its inception. And like, yeah, the guy really deserves better. Question for you, Chris. Yeah. The New Orleans Pelicans uh, vice president of basketball operations, David Griffin. Can you tell me what his single greatest skill is? Is it building basketball teams, writing letters, or convincing his friends in the NBA media that he's doing a great job? <laughs> Playing the piano. Wow. So, okay, so that was A, building basketball teams, B, what was... Writing letters. Writing letters. Remember his infamous letter that spurred the Cavs on to their victory over the sure. Warriors in the finals. It wasn't anything to do with LeBron James. It was yeah, it was Griff's letter or there. C, or C talking himself up to his friends in the NBA yeah. media. Man, I I don't know about you, Ben, but like I I'm so, if there was a if there was a D, it would have to be tickling 
there's ivory <laughs> keys on the piano playing uh playing a song for maybe zion williamson um, what song do you think it was this is what oh, i'm curious with now. what's well, let me put it to you i've got i've got i'm gonna, I'm gonna jip in with myself like uh if you had to serenade zion by the piano what song would you choose bonus points uh, I, here. yeah Oof. yeah i if I, if it were me um i would i'm partial to uh against all odds um, you know, will Phil Collins take a look at me? Uh, yes. Oh, no, very, very <laughs> well. So, um, you know, how can I just let you walk away and just let you leave without a trace when I stand here taking every breath with you? Ooh, you're the only one who really knew me at all. Um, I think that is the song that gets Zion to extend. Um, that gets Zion to sign on the dotted line. So, oh my um, God. yeah. I mean, how can I let you walk away from me when all I can do is watch you leave? Because we've shared the laughter and the pain and even shared the tears. You're the only one who really knew me at all. So take a look at me now. <laughs> there's just an empty space and there's nothing left here to remind me of the memory of your face. Uh, take a look at me now. Um, so, so carrying on to that thing, do you think it is against all odds that Zion will uh, re-sign in New Orleans and maybe be the first person to spurn those rookie millions? I mean, everyone seems to think that, right? But I think David has that special magic, like you were hinting at, Dylan. Like, I think David Griffin has that special touch. Um, he has that letter writing that you talked about. He that has invisible touch, almost. He has those <laughs> That's Genesis. Sorry. Sorry. He's a wizard at building rosters. So, man, I'm honestly, I would, I know this is not available to me. I would say all of the above. Um, but yeah, if his, probably his greatest skill, I think, is, is probably, probably the letter writing. And basically, because, you know, okay, so behind the letter writing is like the motivation, right? Like he's able to like spur these players to greatness. And I think it's, you know, it, again, with like whether it's songwriting, letter writing, whatever, playing the piano, like he has that special ability to motivate his guys. So put me down for letter writing and let me know how many points that one was worth. 1,002 points. Oh my God. Just, um, just the Phil Collins stuff was just really. Worth <laughs> the extra two, yeah. I think. I'm not okay. sure what song I pick. What song would yeah. you pick? I'll ask you, what? Mr. Question Man. What song what would you pick a... to serenade it... Zion? I think it'd be Bismarcky, just a friend, maybe. Mm. Griff just pounding piano there. So you're drawing very the... clear boundaries on. on your relationship. Yeah, with yeah. Zion. I like that. Yeah. Clear lines from the start. Zion, you got what I need. Broken foot and all. You just need a friend, you know. That's... All you need in spades and some yeah. extra in there case some of it breaks. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm glad we've settled that. Um, question for you, Ben, on the, the hometown oh, New York Knickerbockers. Here we go. Strap in. <laughs> How am I going to work a Phil Collins song? In <laughs> um, more likely to happen to the Knicks this season. So you've got A, Julius Randle repeating as an Eastern Conference All-Star. Uh, B, Tibbs starts dating a six-foot Ukrainian model and ends up a tabloid staple. Or C, 
James Dolan cancels John McEnroe's season tickets after Jimmy Mack beats him in a charity tennis match. Oh, wow. Uh, all Not on the table, there. I'm sure he'll admit. Yeah. Uh, with um, the Knicks. I, I hate to say it, but I think A is probably the least likely. I know that's going to break Chris's heart to hear. Um, I just don't really see that being a, uh, a sustainable uh, level of production for him going forward, as much as I love Julius. Um, I mean, I don't know if... I think I think Tibbs is... A young you know, a millionaire, single in New York, good-looking. Tell you... Tell he is what, very good looking. He's very I, debonair. I have a little intel I'd love to sprinkle in here for you, Ben. Oh, okay. Let me let this color your decision, maybe. So okay. I don't know if you guys heard Derek Rose actually got engaged the other day uh, at Madison Square Garden. And I saw today a little news item that he, uh, or Julius Randall actually revealed to the media that Derek Rose's best man is going to be Tom Thibodeau at no his way. wedding. Wow. Really? Yeah. So let that me doesn't just seem say, like a surprise at all, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, maybe, I mean, I guess they have that long history. Makes sense. Right, going back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So I don't know that the Ukrainian model thing, like, he's going to be, this is a very high profile man at this point, and he's yeah. going to be at some major events. So don't be surprised if, uh, you he's going to need a date, someone, isn't he? Let's yeah, be fair. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be showing up. Yeah. Although. I don't know. As a best man, is it better to, to fly solo to keep his sure. options open? You know, because he is going to be a sort of a, a star, you know, of the of the wedding. Dolan, um, he's one of the bridesmaids, surely. McEnroe would be fun too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like if John McEnroe were an actual New York Knicks legend, that would be a no-brainer <laughs> slam dunk option C. Um, I think I think he'll probably ban Patrick Ewing at some point. Um, John Starks is definitely on the chopping block. Um, if, uh, yeah, I, I, so, but I'll, I'll go with, I think with that added Intel, I'm going to let that color my answer and I'll say option B team effort I think, there. I think, I yeah. think Tibbs is going to step into this, the spotlight this year in a big way. I like yeah. that. I'm going to give you 30 points there, Ben. I'm going to give Chris 10 as well for the assist. Oh, wow. so, there you go. Forging ahead. Uh, how far behind am I? I got to I got to I, get a I think I'm probably the furthest behind. You're way behind. Yeah, dude. Okay. Don't worry about it. There's no, <laughs> the there's no official prizes, so we're all good. Uh, Gavin, a question for you about the franchise we try not to discuss, the Oklahoma City Blunders. Um, I know what you mean. Yes. Uh, question Woo! for you. Zombie Woo! Sonic's GM, Sam Presti. Yes. Is he, A, a front office genius? No. B... A beneficiary of small market expectations, or C, a disgrace to the NBA. Ooh, ooh, it's kind of like a cascading question. I mean, Very much so. It's clearly yeah. not a front office genius, having turned was Westbrook, KD, and uh, James Harden into what is now Shea Gilgis Alexander. It's the Washington it. Generals at this point. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so uh, as much as uh, I, I hate them, I really like that they're shit now. So cheers, Sam, for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, not so much beneficiaries of a small market expectations, but beneficiaries of a small-minded owner's expectations, I would okay, say. Uh, a man not interested in anything other than 
I don't know, the vanity of having a team, because they don't seem bothered about it in any other way than having it. Uh, which I guess cascades it into three, which would make Sam, um, I don't know if he's solely responsible for it, but I would say he's a huge part of part a of the problem, not the solution, I'd say, yes. Thing of the NBA, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think if, if he had any kind of principles, you'd have quit after you go there. <laughs> I'd, I'm not sure you can be paid enough money to move to Oklahoma uh, as it stands, but, but old Sam found a way. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to say disgrace to the NBA. Okay. That's the correct answer. <laughs> 10,000 points yes. for that, Gavin. Yes. Uh, uh, correct wow. answer there. That's a big one. So, very good. Um, Cheers, Detlef. That's okay. Chris, a question for you on the Orlando Magic. Oh. Uh, brush your knowledge up here. Can you name a player who plays for the Orlando well, Magic? Well, well, well so, uh, <laughs> I asked the questions here, Gavin. <laughs> name five one of the best starting five. Can, can, can you name the starting power forward for the Ando Magic this season? Is it A, Moritz Wagner, uh, B, Franz Wagner, or C, Robert Wagner? It's more Wagner in the middle. Tough one, I know. Okay, I know it's not Robert Wagner. Um, you say that. Between said... the brothers. It's between the brothers Franz and Mo. And I'm going to go... I am going to go with that KG vet, Mo, Mo Wagner, yeah? I believe that will be the correct answer, so, Oof. yeah. You wow. can have that. Not a tough people. but yeah, you can have 50 points for that. Summer League standout. Yeah. Mo, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, yes. So is Isaac going to be a three, then? How are they working him into the... I believe he's still injured or been contrary. Yeah, he's, not, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's another... I'm not going to have the vaccine. Yeah, he's oh uh, yeah, not yeah, no. crazy about getting vaccinated. No, no it would, nope. would appear not. Because he's young and healthy, is... so he doesn't need it. Exactly, he's so... not a risk, so therefore, doesn't concern me. All my, good. My body, my choice. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <Also stands laughs> he's he's pro pro choice about the uh, yeah. Being oh, I'm sure. Obviously. Okay. Not so much a multiple choice question here, but just a question in general for Ben. Um, as a Ben, um, what is your take on this, uh, the Ben Simmons situation and what it's doing to the worldwide <laughs> reputation of other Bens? Um, uh, you know, yes. we've had to suffer Ben yeah. Affleck, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, mixed results. I think it's fair to yeah. be said. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson singing about a rat. Um, yeah, how can we repair this? Um, give, give, give the Bens of the world some hope. Well, as I've said on this uh, on our podcast before, Ben's are your friends. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, an objective truth, um, and that applies to all Ben's. There are no bad Ben's in the world, um, which means that Ben Simmons is Kingsley. Um, he's on the right side here. Um, he is completely justified. Um, like I think I I actually do sincerely like I don't know how. Like if it's like Rich Paul, if it, Rich Paul is to blame, like how exactly he like miscalculated his whole like holdout, um, and then was just like when he found out he actually wasn't gonna get paid, he's like, oh, I guess I need to show up now. Um, 
I I would have preferred if he just was like, no, I don't care. I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to play for that shit city. Um, I'd love to hear Gavin's thoughts on on Philadelphia since you're uh, you excel at at slamming American cities, um, which absolutely deserve it. Um, I would not. I mean, I live. I used to live in Philadelphia, so I you know I don't want to speak too ill. It's a fine place, uh, but that fan base everything about that situation is just like yeah like why the fuck would he why why would he go back there after the way they treated him from the fans to the head coach to the management to his all-star teammate like no one appreciated him no one understood him <laughs> um and i think he deserves much much better um i think he and carl anthony towns should form a super team somewhere um and um, yeah, so Ben Simmons, I'm 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 Team Ben. Obviously, how could I not be? I love it. Fantastic. You can have one thousand and fifty points. I can easily I can easily insult Philly fans as well. <laughs> uh, we've, oh, yeah. we've been to Philly twice to watch games, and the first time was in the uh, the middle of their project, whatever you want to call it. And there were people waving, the dark days. People waving the... signs of a tank on, cheering to lose. So, so fuck them. You don't ever deserve to win anything <laughs> ever again. If you can, if you go to your sports team to cheer them losing, you've missed the point. Yeah, so, I mean, and I also like they were they were very very surly and aggressive peoples. Well, friend. that's for sure true. And those fries yeah. are overrated. <laughs> hey, you done? About and that person got really offended at me as well. I don't know. When they're hosts. Oh, uh, right, okay. One of, my, one of my favorite stories about Philadelphia is that there was a, um, a hitchhiking robot um, that I guess was uh, created in Canada. I see that was one. Like, um, You saw that? I see that story, yeah. yeah. It looked like a, just like a rubbish bin with like a face yeah, put it on it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, like tube arms and like a weird like uh, LED display face. Um, it looked like a piece of garbage. Um, but as like some experiment, I guess this like research team from Canada like let it loose, and it like successfully traveled like around like the entire European continent, and then like went through Canada, and it and then it, like I guess the plan was for it to go like cross country in America, and it got to Philadelphia, and locals just destroyed it. They were just like, no, beheaded by the not, side not of the road. <laughs> yeah, they just like pushed it over and like mm. just like kicked it to death. <laughs> like, Terrible. Like. like like took out its like tracking device so the the team couldn't find it, <laughs> which uh, is probably the coolest thing that Philadelphia's ever actually done. But also, yeah, I love Ben Simmons. I love, I love. Um, of all the years I've been watching basketball, I've never known people talk so much about a basketball player who seems not bothered about scoring baskets. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's absolutely fascinating that they talk so much about somebody with one obviously glaring defect in his game, which just happens to be the entire point of the game. <laughs> I think that's amazing. That's, it's like a runner who can't run. Oh. Oh, this is very amusing. Um, Gavin, back-to-back yes. -back questions for you here. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, surprise Ooh. finalists, if you will. Um, considering they're paying max-type money to Chris Paul, Devin Booker for the next three or four years, um, seems unlikely they're going to throw the same kind of money at Miles Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. So which one would you pick as your third wheel there going forward as a long-term option? Considering it's come out over the last week or two that they're kind of not eye-to-eye -eye with DeAndre Ayton mm. and what he thinks he's worth. And do you think Bridges is the better mm. long-term option? No. 
No. No, okay. I think Bridges is maybe the sort of player that is more replaceable. Uh, I think uh, wings more replaceable than centers in the modern NBA. Decent centers two can actually players? cause an, another team to need to uh, scheme potentially against it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there aren't that many. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a really good player. He's young. He's got potential. Um, I think he got shortchanged in those finals. In the um, the books are big, and. Yanis has made a lot of people look silly, hasn't he? Who who, who, was backing him up? He had no backup on that, did DeAndre Ayton at all. He's a young man who's not, who's fairly new to this league. But I I think he's. You like what you've seen then? I think his game has more potential to be kind of standouty than Miles Bridges, which I I think tops out as, you know, Evan Fournier. Hmm, Interesting. I like it. Okay. 25 points, uh, Gavin. Um, (laughs) Another question for you. Uh, back to back, as I said. This is most serious again. Uh, your Trailblazers. Mm. Not um, mine. I can't afford them. I've tried. But no. Um, <laughs> we've had a whip round. Turns out my so. credit score's not existing. Is this the last <laughs> year for your man Neil O'Shea in charge so, of, uh, so. of the Blazers? Like to uh, think. He threw Terry Stotts under the bus on his way out, didn't he? He and, did. Uh, kind of blamed the lack of success on the shortcomings because of... who i mean only a fucking idiot could fail to succeed with that with a roster he t- t- like provided him with year after year after year yeah <laughs> definitely terry's fault definitely terry's fault i mean it is <clears throat> kind of good they've moved on from terry stott and his refusal to have any kind of defensive scheme at all i think it'd run its course there isn't it yeah there's only so yeah. far you can go if you're not gonna bother trying to stop the mm. other team mm. which is you know it's i admire the philosophical like stance they took but that was good um, but Neil Olshay doesn't seem to be necessarily aware of what the job of a GM of a basketball team is. And if he is, then he seems to be obtusely going about it. Um, yeah, I'd hope he is, because I think while ever he's there, they're hamstrung. Kevin Calabro back for the telly, though, which that's, is good. That's one if, thing. Uh, you're familiar with him? Ex-Sonics, yeah. uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Sean Kemp. Uh, yep. Glory days commentator. Yep. Uh, we've always enjoyed his work. Looking so forward to him telling to us, him, but... telling us uh, that honestly, Anthony Simons is going to be really good soon. Honest. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> Anthony Simons is like one of those guys in like the like the trash bin of like fantasy players where you like pick him up off the waiver. I don't know if you guys play fantasy basketball, but he's like one of those names where I remember getting like so excited for like a week about Anthony Simons, <laughs> like getting him and being like, Oh, he's going to develop. This kid's yeah. going to be—he's going to be something special. This is the week that he pops. Just, yeah. yeah, it's like when you pick Alfred Payton up at the end of the season. He's putting a run of triple oh, yeah. doubles together. Triple double machine. Alfred there you yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah, that kind of vibe. Uh, Chris, a question for you for the on yeah. the Sacramento Kings. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know we're really getting into the fucking weeds. Ooh, <laughs> into the reeds on this one. Um, love these. Love this bunch. Sean Holmes, Terrence Davis, Marvin Bagley the third. Let's go. What's not to love? Um, based on his career record so far, would Luke Walton still have an NBA job if his name was Luke Johnson and he wasn't the son of Bill? Um, based on his work with the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings, is there some nepotism going in here? You think, or not that Bill's is involved this... with the Kings, but you know what I mean. So this is a straight yes or no question, right? Um, would Luke Walton have his job if his name was Luke Johnson? <laughs> That's it. That's and, the question. 
Was Magic his dad? He had no connection to NBA. Was Magic Marquise? Were they his dad? Yeah. Well, not 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 the child of Dennis Johnson or. I don't know. He had a hell of a playing career at Arizona. At Arizona, playing for Luke for Luke Olson. Um, uh, you know, he, he was on those Laker teams. He was a real standout assistant. Again, we're talking about Luke Johnson, uh, <laughs> standout assistant for Steve Kerr. But I think, uh, I'm going to go with nepotism here. I think, uh, maybe, maybe having the last name Walton got Luke a little bit ahead in life, bought him a little extra time here with Sacramento um, so I'm going to say, uh, no, he would not have had the same results if his name was Luke Johnson. Okay. Yeah. going to have five points for that. Gav, question for you. The San Antonio Spurs, how much longer for pop? One year, two year, three year, simple as that. How much longer? Um, I think pop stopped three years ago. I don't know why he's carried on to be honest. So I'm going to say two. Another couple of seasons, do you think? I think this year, just... Uh, uh, I think he's in that stage where, uh, you know, it takes it takes two wipes to know you need a third, but three to know you only <laughs> ever needed two. So I, I think we, I think he's going to go through this season convinced he's, he can do something and then realise that he can't. So he's going to yeah. announce halfway through next year that, like, I'm done at the end of this year. Okay. No, no, no magical mystery at all. He'll just oh, I'm done. Yeah, I think if the end comes, it's going to be quite sudden. Swift, it? yes, swift. Okay. Like Maggie Thatcher. You can have three points. I think it. it's going to come like that. Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Three, three points for each wipe that it takes. There you go. <laughs> uh, ben, a question for you: The Toronto Raptors. Um, can you name three Drake records? <sighs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I. I only know the man from Big I, and I Memes. Really like, um, I really like hip-hop music, uh, rap music, but I gotta say, I haven't listened to a rap album. And You're not a 14-year-old girl, I will give you that. As, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't say... I, Drake is a little, I don't know. I guess he's fine. People like him. I, I don't have like a super strong opinion about him, but I, I, I can't say I've followed his career closely. Okay. Um, it, it seems like I listen to Drake songs and I'm like, where are like the fun songs that are like fun and good to listen to? Like, uh, I don't know. I like, I like rap that's either like comically aggressive and like ridiculous like gangster rap or just like fun party raps with like, Fun, enjoyable lyrics. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's got some songs. Where he's no chub rock. I think that's what we're saying, here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You can have fifty uh, points. No, he'd probably be more hooked into pop culture, but I, yeah, yeah he's just one of those where I just I, I missed yeah. missed the boat. Don't worry, I can't yeah. name any either. So you can have fifty points for that. I only know him from Robin. memes. Yeah, or yeah. his name. I mean, I know the yeah. yeah. Hotline Bling was just an album. That that's was, that that's one of the songs. Yeah, you can. All right, you can have ten is that points an album for that. Or is that just a song? I don't know. It sounds like a song. Okay. Yeah. Very well, good. Well done. That's the Raptors covered then. Um, Chris. Yep. Last question for you here. Out of these three Australian-born NBA players, 
who would you most like to share an adult beverage with? Joe Ingalls, Kyrie Irving, or Ben Simmons? Joe Ingalls every day of the week. Jingling Joe. Yeah. I like it. Joe Ingalls every day of the week. The guy uh, is not afraid to mix it up with uh, NBA players talking all that trash. He is uh, a really, you know, very crafty player. Uh, doesn't look like he would be someone that could make it in the NBA, but, you know, he, he's got that three ball. And, um, you know, it's it just seems like every year he's mixing it up with <laughs> NBA superstars, like getting in getting in someone's head so uh yeah joe angles he seems he seems like a good guy and he has i believe he has twins who are on the spectrum so like he, he also just seems like a very uh sensitive guy who is like he does a lot of work for uh kids with autism um so yeah he seems like a good dude he seems like a really down-to-earth guy doesn't he like, yeah. like your average nba superstar not like ben sims yeah. or carrie irving so yeah uh, I don't think I really. Not there's anything wrong with those people. Either. Yeah. I bet Joe knows about cricket. I'm sure he does. Bet, yeah. 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 He'd definitely be the best one. Yeah. Definitely out of those three. Fantastic. The other two would just be talking about how the whole world's against them. <laughs> <laughs> three very different personalities. And it's the whole world's I, fault, not yeah, theirs. I think we can admit yeah. that. So 100 points for Krista. Uh, final question for Ben here. Um, All right, here we go. <sighs> Washington Wizards all-star guard Bradley Beal. Um, mm. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated, in your opinion? Uh, I'll say probably overrated. Not by a lot, but a little bit. Like, I don't know. I guess he's fine. He's very talented offensively. Does not do anything on defense but like um yeah i don't know i think he's i think he's probably a little overrated he i feel like you know just being like the only guy on a bad team for such a long time you know he hasn't really ever you haven't really seen i mean i guess like the early days with john wall he was like a strong number two but they were never you know he's never had like a very successful team so it's hard to, to judge like you know how much does he contribute to winning basketball yada yada um but he kind of strikes me as someone who like you know on like a really good team would be like a third option um and again like the defensive liability so i don't know um can't say i feel super strongly but i'll i'll, I'll lean ever so slightly to overrated uh, and I'll, you know, I'll give him a little penalty too for also being an anti-vaxxer. Who actually is watching Wizard games, by the way? Unless you're a yeah, Wizards fan, this is the uh, thing. I barely I watch this on, guy like, play. I just... a few years back, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, he's got a very smooth, like aesthetically pleasing game, and you're kind of like if you squint, you're like, oh, is that Michael Jordan out there? Like he's, he like is he's got like a nice like, I don't know, but. Yeah, he's like a he's like a slightly taller CJ McCollum. I'm like, I don't know, what a yeah. Interesting. What's really, yeah. What's really the point here? Like <laughs> why do you exist? I don't know. <laughs> Fine. You can have five hundred like, James Harden. It's not like like whatever he does no. is never like historically amazing. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're very it's good. It's all very blah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. You can have five hundred and sixty one points for that, which means we have a tie with you and Chris. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. 
it would appear. Um, That's amazing. Gavin lost the point there. I knew I could do it. I never gave up. Um, you know, so, I, wanted it. I have a tie-breaking question. Um, okay. Ben, if you so can answer this, you. If if Ben, if you can answer this correctly, you you take all the marbles. Um, if not, Chris wins. Um, can you name the six? There's no. It's sudden death now. Chris doesn't even get a look in. He's too good. Um, can you name the six NBA divisions? Fuck. Oh god. And if you can, you win. You know how much I love divisions. He's fucking obsessed with all the divisions in the NBA. Fuck off. No way. Um, all right, I'm going to go with, um, okay, there's there's the Atlantic, obviously. We, we all know the Atlantic. You know, it's my home division, baby. Um, uh, then there's there's the, the, the Pacific, of course. That's the, uh, the other ocean uh, named after the ocean that it's next to. Um, I believe there is a, uh, <laughs> uh, I believe there's a central. Uh, That's three. I'm going to say central, okay. Um uh i'll say southeast that's four uh, did you need know right. these by the way gal uh i i didn't know you called that one the southeast uh, one okay there you go i didn't that, know i was like I, that's the one southeast is, is that not a uh now it is now yeah you got two to go oh, it is that's actually true all right yeah. um all right so then uh god is is mountain an actual division or is that a time zone um Tread carefully uh, here. You need a final answer, Ben. Yeah, yeah. You need a God, final yeah. answer. <laughs> All right, I'll save that one. Two uh, more. Pacific. Um, Southwest? Is that That's a division? Five. You got one more to get. Oh, God damn it. All right. I know the teams in this division. Um, is it? Wait. All right. Final uh, answer. I'll say I'm going to stick with Mountain. Um I don't know why. That's that's where my, my heart is going. Mountain. Just, a division a called Mountain. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Is that like sumo wrestling? <laughs> that was a joke, obviously. Uh, what I meant to say was for my for the six is um, it's going to be um, north. No. Is it northwest? Oh, fuck off. That's it. Yeah, you got oh, it. Uh, oh. I think I thought the Pacific was northwest. But no, Pacific. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. Should I take Mountain or Northwest? No, you, we accept it. No, he pulled it off. Incredible work. Ben. Incredible work. I wouldn't have had a clue, Absolutely. if I'm honest Woo. with you. But um, Ben, you are the winner of the inaugural Pick and Roll podcast preseason bonanza. Your prize is in the post. Salutations. Chris, what can I say? You were um, forging ahead throughout. There was some spectacular answers but um yeah it looked really the end there. i think he was starting to coast uh, those last few questions those last he few got complacent i, I think bag. i think that's what's happened there yeah never do that i really thought i had it but uh tip my cap to you ben uh you are obsessed with nba divisions of course there's the eastern conference and the western conference um ben is a real stickler for uh, when we talk about the NBA. And for order, podcast, by the sounds uh, of it. Talking about the teams in alphabetical order by division. 
I do appreciate that we went in alphabetical order, but I would have preferred if we had gone alphabetical by division. Uh, so that would but be that's okay for next time. I'll just teams I'll write that down for next division, year. A, yeah, yeah. A, a through Z, yeah, teams in the central division, A through Z. So. Right, the divisions have to, yeah, first it's alphabetical, Alphabet. divisions are alphabetical, and then we go alphabetical within each division, yeah. So just yeah. so you know for next time. Uh, before you two go, you mentioned fantasy basketball, uh, and I know yeah. you're hardcore players. Who are your sleepers? Throw me some names out of, like, Eighth men on rosters who we should pick um, up, I'm, or our yeah, listeners I'm a should pick up. Who's trying to find an exit strategy? I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to get out. It's, it's become, yeah, it's, it's yeah, become more complication than a. Uh, this is an ongoing discussion between Ben and I if we yeah. can manage to sneak out of our league because uh, fantasy basketball is increasingly uh, taking over our personal lives and it's you know encroaching on our. Uh, personal relationships and uh, it's just it's just getting really complicated at this point yeah. sleepers fantasy sleepers huh not anthony simons that's what you say no mm. my sleeper my to... sleeper is uh backups jazz center as a who looks mm. like zion but the right size all right so it, it looks a lot like zion williamson's build but of the, actually the right size of about seven foot going to take Hassan Whiteside's minutes, is he? Is that what you're saying, Gary? I'm not sure you know that what? Hassan's minutes to be taken from him, mm. to be honest, at this point. Okay. I got a fantasy sleeper for you. You know who's actually, I think, going to play minutes this year, and it wouldn't necessarily seem like it? Al Horford. I think Ooh, Al good. Horford is someone that is probably still got something left in the tank. Everyone just assumes that he's like a bum because he didn't get any minutes last year for Oklahoma City and because they were like actively trying to lose. But I bet Al Horford is going to play because Robert Williams will probably, uh, who's incredible, obviously. Everyone loves Time Lord. But he gets in a lot of foul trouble, and he's like an injury risk. And I bet Al Horford is going to wind up like playing more minutes than you might expect. And I, and I think he's like still like a serviceable player. There you go. You heard it here, folks. Mm, I like that one. Fantasy hot I'll fire. Throw out, uh, I'll throw out Isaiah Stewart. Because I feel like he's oh, yeah. like an extremely unsexy name, but he's going to be like quietly very productive. I think. See the guy very in the pumpkin. Pistons, though. Yeah, yeah. Pistons yeah. center. Okay. Yeah. Kind of came on strong at the end of last season, and he's just like doesn't really have too much competition in the front court there. So. Very good, gents. Yeah. We've took up far too much of your time. Um, uh, what a pleasure! Not at all. Sorry for dragging you away from your um, your day jobs, digging in on the league, and you know. Texting Very GMs young. and trainers about, uh, and hotel barkeeps and whatnot, but um, yeah, I missed about sixty messages yeah. from uh, front office uh, yeah. people, but I'll, I'll get back to them. Yeah. I got Rich Paul here, guys. I got to take this one. Yeah, oh boy. yeah. Right. Tell him yeah. to say hi to Adele and uh, you know, yeah, well. him soon. <laughs> and uh, and all that jazz. Um, where can we find you um, on the podcast? Yeah. All the usual places, so, I guess. All the places you get podcasts, find uh, Swish FM, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Swish FM Radio. And then, That's right. Look us up. You could be maybe our 30th follower um, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Let's get those numbers <laughs> up, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're working on it. Like, we have to just uh, you know crack that, that algorithm. And one of these days, we'll figure it out. These days, it's going to happen. <laughs> Definitely a different slant and look at the NBA and the media landscape and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, 
we continue to appreciate and, and of course, uh, not, your not just NBA. You know, we have our our rewatchables. Uh, oh yeah. Our original movie uh, series called the Rewatchables that we've won. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling, a, wrestling sort of ones. Spin-off, sort of oh, spin-off yeah. podcast called, called Rewatchables, where we uh, do uh, film criticism, um, the you know the best, most underdiscussed Boston-related uh, films, and then uh, yeah, of course, uh, you know the WWF, uh, vintage WWF. We're always happy to talk that. So uh, yeah, yeah, you can get Gavon and do RoboCop. And, uh... I'll, I'll gladly take that. <laughs> I'll gladly yeah. take that. Yeah, you do one and two. That's right, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, gents, as always, a pleasure. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you later in the season as uh, the madness unfolds. And um, we'll see you soon. I'm going to watch Starship right. Troopers now. There you go. Oh, that's a really good movie. I, <laughs> I watched that recently. Yeah. It's my favorite fascist allegory. <laughs> yeah. It's really well done. Lads. Hi, Jen. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank, good to hey, see absolutely. you, and um, be well. And uh, I'm sure Thanks we'll speak to you soon. Teach. I'm going to show this to my parents. <laughs> good afternoon, Mr. Mangini. Good afternoon. Yeah, I've got uh, three problems in my mm-hmm. class. The first one is a dinko D. He's always yeah, right. zoning out, spacing. Put him in detention. Don't ring the bell. I'm not coming to class. Teachers being preachers, how the hell can I pass? First day of school, and I was thrown to the rear with a blind spot view and a one leg chair. I asked, when, what, when, what, what? when class ends. The teacher voice at the door, go be with your friends. Yep, my rep wasn't a prep to keep a step. So I stopped the drop bomb for a check. Cause all I learned was when, where, why, what, and who. And then I asked, do you think this is true? Out like a strike, that's three in a number. Public education is making some dumber. Further and further away, going and out of sight. In a year, the young teacher to teach right. Go class for a future, but I passed with gun. Back in the past, but now we're 91. Rebos waving pom pom to cheer. Screaming for the team who asked, where do we go from here? Second problem is a C Brown. Yeah, right. He's always playing kazoos, making uh-huh. outrageous noises, right. ad libs. What should I do with him? Yo, put him here.